0: Folks, we're rolling up onto the start of uh, training camp preseason and the inevitable start of the actual season in you know the next three to four weeks, uh, a little bit longer for the actual NHL season. And obviously, there aren't a lot of free agents left, not much on the market for the Jets to try and improve uh, the rest of this team's depth, because let's be honest, it's still a bit of a ways from being a team that I think people would consider a real contender. There are some free agents, though, that might be impact players. We'll take a look at which guys are left and who could be coming to Winnipeg on a relatively inexpensive contract on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello friends and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Bet BetOnline. Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online—it's where the game starts. Now, on tonight's episode, like I said during the intro, uh, I wanted to take a look at some of the free agent options, and we're going to be primarily focusing on forwards because um, the goalie market not really relevant to the Jets. And uh, as far as defensemen go, there's just not really anyone that I think uh, is really worth talking about, unless you want to talk about like PK Subban or something, which. Obviously, Jets fans would never want to see, um, you know, uh, Subban join Winnipeg, not, you know, for, for a lot of the history between him and the Jets over the, the Preds and stuff. But uh, certainly in terms of like his on ice performance, I just don't really think that he would be the kind of free agent that I'm targeting. And unless you want to take a chance on like Anton Strawman or maybe some of these other uh, free agent defenders, Xavier Ouellette. I mean, we're not really talking about guys who are uh, moving the needle for this team. So um you know, for a lot of reasons, I just think that the, the the free agent D market doesn't really address any of Winnipeg's needs. And so, you know, looking at the forwards, uh, there are quite a few guys that are interesting uh, gambles. A couple of them, though, for me, are kind of surefire things. Uh, the first two guys that I think really make sense for the Jets are Sonny Milano and Evan Rodriguez. Now, Sonny, for some reason, hasn't gotten a contract offer or at least hasn't accepted one. And there's not really been a lot of talk about him other than being linked to the New York Islanders, but ever since that link to the Isles happened a couple of weeks ago, it's been kind of radio silent since then. So um, I'm sort of wondering what's up with that because he's a 34 point scorer uh, who has really strong underlying numbers, especially in terms of like transition ability, uh, you know, in shot creation, um, assist chance, uh, assist creation, and stuff. You know, the passing looks pretty nice his ability to create scoring chances around the slot looks really nice. There's a very well-balanced middle six player here who can honestly play up and down your lineup, bring some genuine scoring punch uh, to whatever unit he's a part of and a really good player that for some reason just hasn't found uh, a more permanent home. And I thought, you know, he would have been the first name off the market. That's not really a high profile guy like Johnny Goudreau. Cause like from what we've seen with Milano, he's super effective. I mean, like on a very poor Ducks team, you know, he was around half a point per game, which may not sound super exciting, but considering the Ducks offense is relatively impotent and Milano was doing a lot more than just scoring for this team, you have to kind of project his ability and think that there's a really, you know, really solid player here who could be uh, maybe even on Winnipeg's second line, if not their third line. So, uh, for me, Milano is a very interesting player and somebody that I've talked about in the past. I would love to bring him to Winnipeg, but uh, I don't know if he's really the kind of guy that the Jets are going to be able to get unless they slightly overpay. But I think I would prefer that than not having him at all because, you know, if you are going to overpay, make sure that you do it for some talented players and bring in somebody who has like maybe like a Matthew Perot-esque kind of impact on the ice. And I think uh, Milano for me is exactly that kind of guy. Now, kind of on a related sort of having to spend a little bit more option here um there's Erod and i think a lot of people uh maybe had their eyes open to rodriguez when he joined um you know the pittsburgh penguins a couple of a uh, couple of months ago obviously he was a, a free agent signing for just a million bucks and then he joined and he was you know for a brief time scoring out you know at the yin yang uh his numbers kind of tailed off to where he had like uh i think something around 40 or so points for the the, the pens but Rodriguez is really good, and I think when you look at his, um, you know his underlying metrics, kind of like Milano, he's a shot creation machine. He can score you some really great goals, and he has the versatility to play up and down your lineup as need be. Whether you want him um, boosting your 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 third line scoring or helping uh, your top six find the back of the net, because he is actually a pretty gifted finisher, and he can play with skill you know, E-Rod can pretty much do whatever it is that you ask of him. And I think for the Jets, uh, his finishing ability would be a really nice boost. Um, But he's not, you know, some guy who's just, uh, you you know, all kind of filler with his game. I mean, this guy is legitimately a great scoring chance creator. And I think, you know, the Jets don't have a lot of players who are break even or above in terms of shot differential while still contributing offensively on the actual score sheet. So, Uh, Rodriguez is another guy that I would be very interested in, but Erod has been linked to the Calgary flames as of late. So, um, increasingly I think the jets might be out on this one. And it's really hard to say who the jets are even in on because Winnipeg hasn't really indicated that they're really looking at anyone in the free agency market. And if they are the guys in the past that they've tried to sign are like Cali Yarncroft, Danton Heinen, uh, decent players, actually. Yarn uh, Kroc I wasn't really as excited about, but Heinen, of course, uh, we all know he has some pretty fun potential. And as like a younger option who might have even been a guy that the Jets brought in for three to four years, I would have been pretty okay with that, especially if they wanted to give him a little bit more cash in order to lock up his services. But he decided to go back to Pittsburgh. Can't really blame him. The Pens are a really great team. Um, so in the meantime, obviously... There are a few other options, and these ones are probably more on the, I would say, gambly side. Uh, They're not players that I think are are the most exciting names, but players that I think might have something, even if they are more of a reclamation project. And we'll talk about who these guys are and what they can bring to the Jets in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. Like I mentioned, they are your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Whether you're into uh, college football, professional football, or any other sports like Formula One, tennis, even horse racing when it's around. Uh, They've also got hockey, combat sports, MMA, esports, boxing, golf. Seriously, um, you know, their coverage of sports is almost endless. They've got everything no matter what you're into. And if you don't love sports, they've also got Vegas casino games. But more than just a betting set, they also want to be your number one news source. They've got all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, podcasts, news updates, and everything in between. And they've got everything prepped for the opening week of the NFL. They are also your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting scores and more. So if you want to get in on the action, uh, go ahead to betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device to set up a free account right now, because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are talking about the remaining free agents left, of which there are just not that many that I think are impact players for Winnipeg. But of course, we talked about Evan Rodriguez and, uh, you know, um, Sonny Milano as guys that I think are really clear choices for Winnipeg players that I think could easily, easily uh, slide into Winnipeg's middle six, maybe even the top six, if things kind of got to that point. But there are a couple of other free agents that I think are, are either on the older side or maybe more of fringe options because they have some kind of like cosmetic flaw in their game. Now the first guy that I'm interested in is Tyler Ennis. Um uh, you know Ennis is definitely the one who's just more on the older side and very experienced but also does kind of have some like injury issues. Ennis though, you know I've talked about on the podcast previously as being a really budget value option that I think would bring a ton of experience, um very underrated skill and great scoring ability in a depth role where you can kind of limit his minutes. You don't want him playing like a ton, but if you have him on like your third or fourth line, I think Ennis is still very creative. He's got a great spatial awareness. And uh, so long as he stays healthy, I think he can be a really good contributor on a very cheap contract. I mean, he's been signing with the Sens and stuff uh, recently for like around league minimum. He signed for the Oilers for super cheap. I mean, this guy for like a 20 to 30 point score, you know, at, what, 900k and not only being a 20 or 30 point guy, but also bringing a positive impact on shot differential, I really don't think you can go wrong. And because he has that experience in veterancy, you know, this is the kind of guy that the Jets always seem to sign, but usually they get players who are not quite as good as Ennis. So um, for me, I, I think he's a really smart value add. And even if you only get like, I don't know, 50 to 60 games out of them, you can kind of rotate them into your lineup while also helping to support the kids and, uh, you know, giving, giving some of your um, more inexperienced players like Gustafson, some NHL savvy and creativity to work with. Uh, I think Gus would pair really well with somebody like Ennis. Uh, Tyler can be an on ice leader. He's been, you know, for, for the Sabres for a long time, one of their leading uh, creators. And so I think Gustafson could really use that experience. And honestly, they would work well together. Now, another guy that is kind of a fringy option, but that I would be somewhat interested in, of course, is Victor Rosk. Um, I know that Rosk has kind of had a bit of a mixed reputation because he signed a contract for uh, Carolina and some of his previous teams that he never really lived up to. But I think Rosk, for me, if you're looking for a guy who's a quality two-way center and who can honestly supplement your bottom six, and do it pretty reasonably well, I I think he would be a very interesting addition for cheap, um, in part because, you know, we've lost Stastny, and Stastny had zero intention of ever returning, so that being the case, the Jets are going to have to find some center depth from somewhere, and like, look, I get it, Uh, you know, Rosk is not the kind of guy that I'm looking at to be Stastny's replacement, because he's not, but I think it would at least give the Jets a little bit more center flexibility, maybe move um, somebody else down the middle. You could have Blake Wheeler centering a line, which I I wouldn't personally love if it's, you know, like 20 plus minutes a night, but in a more capped role, I think it could certainly work maybe as like a third line center so that you can kind of balance your roster a little bit better. Um, And I think Rosk could bring, I mean, it seems like he was recently showing off some decent defensive value for both Minnesota and Seattle. So I think, again, if you're looking for a decent two-way center who might be available for a lower price and somebody who is pacing for around half a point per game, I really don't think it could go wrong with Rosk. I think he's got uh, some decent potential to slide in and out of your lineup as need be. But, you know, he might be looking for like a longer-term starting role. And I don't know if that would be the kind of option I'm looking for here. Uh, This is kind of one of those, you know, cases where, I'm giving him a deal and kind of looking for a more show me option because, you know, he is almost 30 and the Jets don't necessarily need to clog up uh, the roster with a lot of forwards. So when they sign somebody, it's got to be a player who can be a really valid option and who can probably assume a starting role uh, and really support some of the kids. So Rosk again, you know, maybe not the sexiest name, but certainly somebody that I could see being a quality option. Now the last guy we're going to talk about before we hit a brief uh pause is Dominic Simone. Simone for Pittsburgh was something of a, a a mini monster in terms of like being a really aggressive, high-scoring chance creator. But then once he left Pittsburgh, uh his numbers kind of nosedived, and I mean it's not really surprising because he went to Anaheim, and the Ducks are just not really conducive to being um a particularly great creative team. But even his like last few games in uh, last season or so with Pittsburgh, you could kind of see that you were getting a more modest player out of him, somebody who might be really good at creating lots of scoring opportunities and generally driving shot share. But if, uh, you know, all of that said so wasn't really somebody who was punching the back of the net consistently. But if that's all you get out of him, somebody who can just help you push play forward and who can be an effective offensive zone creator, I th- I think that for me, that is totally okay. I'm not looking for somebody who has to be uh, a 40 plus point scorer for like 900 K. I'm just looking for somebody who can help, you know, keep the possession up the ice, can create some scoring opportunities, occasionally finishes a chance here and there, um, and offers the jets a little bit more offensive support, especially because, uh, the current roster as it is, is more defensively inclined. So Simone would be a cheap option. Somebody that I wouldn't mind giving like 10 to 12 minutes a night to, and, uh, You know, I don't think that he would be super, super expensive. And we all know that Winnipeg loves a bargain. That's kind of their MO when it comes to free agency is to go as cheap as possible. And occasionally they hit upon some really good value players like Zvechnikov, uh, Gagne, arguably pretty decent value, Uh, but usually it's not gone super well. So if you want to get somebody who's a positive impact player, I don't think you could do. You could really do much worse uh, than looking at Dominic Simone and at least offering a cheap contract. Now, there are two more players that I want to talk about, and these guys, they come with some bigger caveats. And we'll talk about who these guys are and why it might be a little bit riskier to bring them in. Might be worth it, though, in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are closing out tonight with some additional free agent forwards that the Jets might be interested in taking a look at. Uh, these guys have um, some very clear issues with their game. Uh, One of them is a very accomplished goal scorer, but maybe lacks in other areas of his game that could be an issue for the Jets. Uh, This guy, of course, is Daniel Sprong, And Sprong has kind of been all over the league at this point. You know, he was with Pittsburgh, then Anaheim, most recently with Washington and Seattle. And he hasn't really been able to settle down into like a full-time NHL role beyond a more depth option. But the thing with Sprong is that he is a very natural finisher. Uh, you can kind of see even looking at his scoring splits, you know, he has not very many assists, but he certainly hits the puck very hard. And in terms of being, you know, a, a 15-ish goal scorer season, I think that that would be a reasonable expectation. And if that's what you get out of him for like a league minimum deal, I think that would be very fa- fair. I I think, you know, um with Sprong you are you actually are kind of looking for him to finish off opportunities because the rest of his game definitely lacks. He doesn't really provide much in transition. He's not a big defensive presence. Uh, And aside from individual scoring contributions, he's also not somebody who I see as like some elite creator. But the thing is, is that he takes a lot of shots and he can be a very, very effective finisher. And so for that reason, uh, finishing was kind of an issue for the Jets last year. I mean, we had one of the worst shooting percentages this team has ever had in its entire existence. And so, I think Sprong would be a potential way to rectify that, even if his game uh, has some very clear gaps. It's kind of like a really, really budget option of Kyle Connor. Obviously, Sprong is not really expected to contribute something at that level. But again, if you get like, you know, 15-ish goals out of him, maybe, you know, 20 on the generous side, uh, which would probably require him to play more than you really want him to. again, you could do worse. I mean, that's the thing, like the Jets are just going to have to find goals from somewhere. And I think that that is kind of like my overriding concern is Winnipeg doesn't have the ability to to just materialize scoring options. So if there's a cheap one on the market that I think would actually supplement Winnipeg's depth nicely, I I think you have to be willing to gamble on it. And Sprung for me is one of those guys who, again, he he has some issues in this game, and I think he might drive Rick Bonus a little bit crazy. But I mean, if you bring him in on like a league minimum deal, can you really be too upset with that? Probably not. Kind of on a related note, uh, this guy is for me uh, the most fringy option, I would say, because he doesn't really have a particularly long track record of success. Um, and I'm talking about Michael Dow Cole. at one point was a very heralded prospect for the Islanders. And for whatever reason, his game just never really materialized into anything that was particularly exciting. I think the thing that you're kind of hoping for with Col is that there's some level of ability left in his game to try and become a strong forward with a decent shooter. Uh, he's got a, you know, a pretty all right release, but I think with, with Dalcol, uh he, he is at this point in kind of like a reclamation project. You know, it doesn't have a particularly long sample size in the NHL, just a little over a hundred games. And, generally speaking it's not been particularly good you know in in those 112 games he's only scored like 20ish points uh and in terms of like shot share it's not looking amazing around break even uh so he's kind of like a punt option and i don't mean that you know in a derogatory sense i just feel like with him you're not really expecting a lot you're just kind of hoping that maybe he could provide uh something on your third or your fourth line in a depth role and kind of rediscover some of that first round talent that he used to have. But I think the reality is uh if you're kind of going down the list of free agents, I have him ranked very low. Um again, he would be a reclamation project for the Jets. And maybe he could find some of his scoring form and become like a solid 20-point contributor, but I just have a really hard time seeing that and especially given the options that are for me still left on the board. I, I just don't really think that he brings enough to where I would be particularly excited. But, you know, the Jets sometimes like to try and reclaim players that do have talent. And uh, I think Zvechnikov is a very good example. But Zvech kind of had a little bit more established success uh, with Detroit before he ended up leaving. So MDC, not so sure on that one, but Maybe the Jets uh, kind of turn to him because some of their other free agent options are too expensive or the, uh, you know, other teams end up convincing them to join. I don't really know what Winnipeg's plan is. Just trying, trying to spitball here and hope for at least one of these free agents to end up in Winnipeg because uh, again, the Jets definitely need some forward help and they're not getting it so far with the offseason that we've had. But let me know what you think of these free agent options and if any of them are particularly exciting for you. Maybe there's a defender on that list. Maybe you actually want Subban to join. Um, I'd be interested to hear what the Jets fan base has to say about that. Uh, for me personally, I just don't think a lot of these guys necessarily move the needle for me, um, especially on the defensive side of things, but you know, for the forwards, there are some cheap options that I think could be decent enough to help Winnipeg at least stay slightly competitive, even if it's not at a level where I'm getting really excited. So again, let me know who you're interested in, what players you would sign, uh, at social medias at HL and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter or in the YouTube comments below. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Lockdown On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything happening in the world of hockey at your fingertips. And as always, subscribing is free on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. So as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.